0: Hello, it's the James and Kim cast. I'm James Howard.
1: And I'm Kim Carson. Thank you so much for listening. Keep in mind, we'd love it if you would like us, if you'd share us, and also if you want to listen to us on the radio, we're at 92.3 every Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. until 10 a.m. All right. James just got back from the Ukraine working with the Salvation Army, and um, you hear a lot of doom and gloom, but he has a wonderful message about how you can give, how you can help directly with uh, the people that are fleeing the Ukraine. Okay, so that's coming up. Also, you're gonna find out the one task that James Howard has not done in years and years and years. <laughs> coming up. You had to highlight that one. <laughs> okay, so,
0: my newfound friend Paulina joining us. All right, say something um, Romanian.
1: Oh, bună ziua am, bine Okay,
0: can I get you to say something uh, English? Yes. What? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, easy word.
1: Hey the kids. That's super. She's and uh, uh, and the cold. Uh, yeah, the neck. Co-
0: she's been taking care of me. I'm yeah. warm because of uh, Paulina.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you. Bye <Bye-bye>. bye.
0: <laughs> that was my friend Paulina. I spent a couple of days with her with the Salvation Army. I've been asked by so many, how can I help the people of Ukraine? Hey, we'll tell you how on this episode of the James and Kimcast.
1: Hear the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Feast your eyes. Open your ears. To the greatest show on earth. The greatest show on earth. That's ego talking. You're not bragging. It sounds like you brag. I'm not bragging. Hope you can back it up. Only one way to find out. Turn off the great radio. Let's do this. Let's do this. It's showtime, baby. Let's start with how this trip came about to Ukraine. Just, just put me in in this situation. Yeah.
0: So, when I saw what was taking place, and you know, we were all kind of on edge. You know, is Russia really going to invade this country, the size of Texas? And and then when it happened, we all woke up on that morning, or I don't I don't know when when it happened. You know, their version of, of shock and awe. I think everybody was just like, oh my gosh, this is really this taking, is happening. This is this is really taking place. And th- to see on the news every single day th- what the people in, in Ukraine, what they, they're going through, what they've gone through. And uh, I just instantly, I was just like, uh, how can I help? And I was thinking more locally, you know. Uh, one of Lucy, my daughter's uh, Bible study classes, they painted a big Ukrainian flag, you know. And I, and I flew that underneath uh, my hot air balloon. But I was like thinking, you know what, that's – I want to do more, you You, know? You wanted boots on the ground. I I did. And so I asked Christy, "Uh, Christy, I got an idea. That's when she's like, okay, let me sit down for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, the thing is, I had uh, one door that that was closed because I I was, I had it in my head that I wanted to go to Poland, Warsaw, Poland. Right. And um, they're slammed. I was talking to a neurologist the other day. He's from Poland. And his – he's my age. I'm in my 40s. And he said, James, he said, my, 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 at my mom's house, we're, we've got six Ukrainian families living at my, uh, oh, the my house gosh. that he grew up in. But um, – which I thought was unbelievable. I mean, there, there are thousands in, in – Poland. Poland, if not millions – uh, I don't know the exact number, but I know there's like eighty. Uh, I was told that there were between sixty and eighty thousand refugees in Romania. So, uh, I was asked to go on this on a on a trip uh, to Romania, and, and these guys from Chattanooga, they were there. They were going to be there for two day uh, two weeks, and I couldn't I couldn't go for two weeks. And um, I had some contacts uh, through the Salvation Army and basically they said uh, come on over we've got a cot for you uh, we'll take care of you and um, we're, we'll head to the border of ukraine and i literally bought my airline ticket the day before i left so
1: oh my goodness gracious
0: so but um anyway i it, i just wanted to be for me I, I just wanted to be intentional but i saw firsthand what the salvation army is doing for the folks in ukraine it was unbelievable
1: all right so you get to the ukraine and just tell us about the trip, not just about the trip, but how how you you helped in the Salvation Army are helping people. Yeah,
0: and that was the whole point. Number one, I told the Salvation Army I said, look, I don't want to be in the way. I want to serve. I want to. You know, I'm not going over there as a journalist. You know, I'm going over there to, to see firsthand what you guys are doing, and then come back and, and tell everybody what the Salvation Army is doing and how they can support you. And so um, I, I, I flew from. Uh, Atlanta to Istanbul, Turkey. Istanbul, Turkey. Which, by the way, I met up with uh, five wonderful Chatterdoogans. Um, one I met in Fallujah, Iraq, of all places. Uh, that we were all on the same flight, and uh, and they did unbelievable work in um, in Romania. And also, uh, so when I, I went, so I went from Istanbul to. Bucharest, Romania, and I get off the airplane and I meet this guy named Dave Haas, who's been over there for four years. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He was my main contact over there, and we went to um, we went to the Salvation Army, uh, you know, headquarters there in in Bucharest. Well, we woke up the next morning and we went to what? Just um, if you've ever walked inside the UTC McKenzie Arena, that's where I spent two days inside a marina, um uh, not a marina, but a, an auditorium. A, right. And uh, they had 2,000 cots ready for an influx of Ukrainians. And the Salvation Army, I, I saw firsthand what, what they're doing in the, getting ready for people to, to come in. And there were close to 300 refugees that the Salvation Army helped that particular day that I was there. Uh, and they were given, like, gas vouchers, food vouchers. They had thousands of Clothes, uh, clothes items that the Ukrainians had donated. And so they put me to work stacking clothes and rearranging clothes, children's clothes, adult clothes, winter clothes, spring clothes, summer clothes. And uh, I worked there for two days. I even vacuumed. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you were sitting down when I told you that. I'm
1: so glad because that hasn't happened in, I don't know, since you were 10.
0: Just just stop. (laughs) Stop, Christy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh wait! Thanks, Christy. So
0: so anyway, um, so I had the opportunity to serve there, and, uh, and and along with a staff of of Salvation Army International right. workers, I met somebody from Norway, the uh, Czech Republic. I um, met somebody from Indianapolis that, that was over there for six weeks with the Salvation Army. He works full-time with the Salvation Army. So I uh, worked with, uh, with these guys, walked with, worked with a lot of volunteers. And here's what the touching part was for me. It, here I am stacking these boxes. I'm, I'm, I'm moving, you know, glad bags worth of, of just a bunch of clothes, right? right? And I had been doing it for several hours with uh, two or three other women, well, you know, we get to talking, and on our, there was a language barrier there. They spoke decent English, and uh, I said, uh, so what part of Romania are you from? And they're like, no, 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 I'm from Ukraine. And they were uh, women that I had met that that fleed the, the conflict, the the, the war right. out of Ukraine, and, and they didn't have anything else to do with it. They, they, they were volunteering. So um, they, they sought shelter there in Bucharest, and— um, and you know people were taking care of them in Bucharest.
1: Wow, that's pretty impressive that they were that they were helping. So you went from Bucharest to the border. So you were actually at the border. Right.
0: So we I travel by train to to meet up with uh, Paulina and and she works with the Salvation Army in a town and I can't remember the town but it was about 2 hours uh, like northeast I think of uh of, of Bucharest, I get off the train. She meets me at the train station, and then basically we meet um, a gentleman by the name of O'Neill, and he's with the Salvation Army. And we take a, a, a six-hour car ride to the border to this town called Surret and it's right there. I mean, you know, you, you look over across a fence, and there's a Ukrainian village. But Kim, I, I tell you, um, it was so heartbreaking. It was, for one, you know, talking to these to these volunteers like in Bucharest. And, you know, they were, you know, I asked this one particular uh, Ukrainian who had two teenagers and her husband stayed to fight because if you're between the ages of 16 and 60, you stay and in, in fight right. and protect your, 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 you know, property, you protect your country. Your, your country. And I said, how are you feeling? I mean, what, what, what's, what's going through your mind right now? And um, she goes, James, she said, look, I've, I've cried for two or three weeks. She said, one day I had to just. Get up out of my off my cot, pull up my big girl britches. and she's literally telling me this, and I have to just face the fact that uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back to where I left. And um, she goes, "I've got, I've got legs. I've got l- healthy lungs. My t- two teenage uh, kids are, are healthy, and one was doing homework at the time. And she says uh, we have to move forward. And I, I was so." Oh, my goodness. I was so impressed by her incredible attitude. Her name was Nina.
1: That's – it gives me chill bumps because when we see it on the news, but we don't hear these kind of stories Mm. like you bringing it back to us and and the strength of these refugees who are – it could be us at any time if we had to go somewhere and you just leave everything behind and that they have such positive attitudes it just like warms my heart and they're, they're getting the help that they need as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, and I can't stand here and honestly say that all of them had positive attitudes. I mean no. they, they were I mean, there they were some people that lost everything. I talked to two young ladies, and I'm guessing their ages were between 25 and 35. Mm-hmm. and it was the two um, two I met at the border and I was uh, with the translator. her, na- her name is Olga. Uh, and she has been with the Salvation Army for 25 years, and this was in this town of Sered, or really just kind of north of Sered, right there at the Ukrainian border. And they had just come through. And here's one thing the Salvation Army is doing: they're they're, they're telling these women and children because you see just a, a constant flow of of women and children crossing the border, and uh, human trafficking is a real issue. It's okay, right, yeah, and so the Salvation Army is. Is they're passing out these pamphlets, you know, warning these women and children: be aware, do not give anybody your your uh, passport, uh, and don't just trust anybody. But uh, anyway, the Salvation Army—they were sitting down, they were they were giving you know food and water and shelter, and, and they were actually talking to them. With these translators saying, look, we care for you, we love you, and we're going to get you where you need to be right now. So there's, there were two refugees that I talked with um, the first day I was at the border. And, uh, and I, I, um, I'm trying to think of their, their names. Actually, one was a florist. And um, anyway, they, they both had similar stories. One was – they had just left Kiev. Uh, Kiev. One was – going to Germany. The other one was going to Italy. When they crossed the border, they had no idea how they were going to get there.
1: They just knew they needed to get there. Yes,
0: exactly. Now the, um, uh, and I want to say her name was Tabitha, but anyway, she told me, she said, I said, what did you leave behind? And she said, my home, my family, um, my work that I loved. She showed me a picture of her uh, former school, and all the windows were blown out. Yeah. And she says she uh, – it was very touching. It was a very touching moment when the Salvation Army um, said, here's, what, here's how we're going to help you. We've already called a cab, and we've got one of um, – we've, we've got a volunteer that's going to actually take you to the bus station. And when you get to the bus station, you're going to do this, this, and this. You're going to be taken care of. They did that for this one, uh, for these two young ladies. Uh, They started. They both started tearing up, and they said, "How much is this service?" And the Salvation Army said, "It's free. It's free." And they were so happy. They were so like it was like it was like a weight off their shoulders, you know. So I cannot say this enough. I've been asked by so many people, "Who should I support? Who should I give to? What can I do?" Look world Vision doing unbelievable job uh, Samaritans purse their you know, boots on the ground unbelievable job not only in Poland Romania in the Ukraine uh, the Red Cross doing an amazing job I saw firsthand for seven straight days what the Salvation Army is doing and I can honestly tell you if you give five dollars ten dollars fifteen dollars twenty five hundred dollars to the Salvation Army uh, it's going to do wonders for these vouchers that they're giving uh, to 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 every, to all the the incredible work that they're doing there at the border. So, hey, if you want to support an organization, I've seen firsthand the Salvation Army, what an unbelievable organization.
1: Absolutely. The stories you bring back, it just it really hits home for for us. So, you know, and and, and let me just brag on you cuz you won't brag on yourself, but you have a servant's heart and we are so proud of you. Not just me, but our community is so proud of you for going and doing this and then coming back and telling us about it and encouraging us to give. Well, thank
0: you for saying that. And I got tears in my eyes just
1: thinking I know, about, me about too. that. But
0: I I do and, and we gotta wrap up our change to Kim cast, but I'm looking at pictures of uh, of a team in a town called um, Kosh. You look at the spelling and it's it's I A S I. You think you got out of that. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> but
0: that's, it was uh, right there on the Modovan border and um, I met a team there and just about every day they're housing Ukrainian refugees at this facility. Andre took a phone call from the local authorities there in the town and um, and this was just a few days be- be- before I got there and he said, "Of course, uh, we can house uh, a, a mother and a father and their kids." Well, they learned a valuable lesson to ask how many kids, because this one particular family had eleven kids. Oh my God! <laughs> can, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> There's another story, and I won't get too too much into it, but uh, it was a it was a mother and her teenage autistic son. Mm. Can you imagine being autistic, and, and or, or or being a mother, being a being a parent Just. of an autistic child? Where this obviously this crisis has rocked everybody's world. And then you, 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 and then you put that on top of you, it, right? Ex- exactly. The Salvation Army, they got free therapy for this child while they were in this city.
1: Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I have a question for you. Medicines. Mm-hmm. Are they able to provide medicines? Because you only have a certain supply when you're leaving like this.
0: Right, right, yeah. We, we heard several stories uh, of how the Salvation Army um, was 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 working with other organizations getting medicines and supplies from point A to point B to point C uh, in and out of Ukraine. So that's a uh, that's a great question. Good gosh, Kim, I can go on and on I know, and on I know. about uh, the, the, the incredible humanitarian aid that's coming in. Um, that's that is needed at the right now. That, that is definitely needed. But um, I always tell the people – um, there there are some trustworthy organizations that you can give to um, one obviously being the Salvation Army uh, and uh, and also you, we can all pray we can all pray for the situation
1: absolutely csarmy.org there are so many worthy groups to give to that work together as well but csarmy.org is one that we definitely trust James thank you for this by the way EPB thank you for making the James and Kim cast possible and you uh, um, Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. This is an important episode and we just appreciate your time.